0: According to the Human Rights Campaign, in 2019, 26 transgender and non-binary people were killed in the United States. Of those 26, 91% were reportedly black women. The American Medical Association has gone so far as to call this an epidemic. AMA board member Bobby McCamala has said that violence against transgender people in the U.S. is on the rise, particularly impacting transgender women of color. These murders are almost certainly undercounted, as many deaths likely go uncounted due to misgendering and other errors in reporting these crimes to law enforcement. The Pride movement began as a riot, and trans women of color, like Marsha P. Johnson, have been very involved in the LGBTQ equality movement for decades. With it being Pride Month, we wanted to uplift our trans sisters and brothers by acknowledging their shared trauma. This is not acceptable. Black Lives Matter. Black trans lives matter. All black lives matter.
1: Well, well, well look at that we're back already fancy just, seeing you here it was
0: just you know a few days ago
1: oh my voice is husky today cusky uh-huh you meant husky that's what i said that isn't what you said <laughs> well i'm jay and i'm right and mrs he said he said the podcast that we hope continues to make you go hmm yes we, and it's our hundredth oh, episode oh girl okay yes it is <laughs> our hundredth episode, babe. And it's
0: definitely not n- the way that we thought um, we would be presenting our 100th episode. You know, we had some ideas about things that we wanted we to do that works. were very different. Um, but, you know, with COVID, just now, you know, as far as a, from a lockdown perspective being lifted a bit here where we are and across the nation, um, we're just here, you know, in a studio doing an episode, which happens to be our 100th episode <laughs> oh, wow. amidst all of the fuckery that's happening in the world. Wow. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's the truth.
1: Well, we want to thank you for listening to all 99 episodes and now 100 and those yes. special ones and that the we, special we gave ones. them yes. into you, gave them to you. You know what's crazy to think about, Ray, is that uh, we've been around for 2 years mm-hmm. and that's 104 weeks. Mhm. And this is our 100th episode. Yeah. So We took four weeks off in two years. (laughs) Let that sink in. And that's not even true because we had special episodes. So let that sink in. Well, you know, here we are, blessed and highly. I mean, technically, it's been
0: more than 104 weeks, but that's fine.
1: Well, okay, (laughs) that is fine. But we want to thank you for listening. We want to also remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to Mm -hmm. us for us to have another 100 episodes and to reach a larger audience. We need you. So your call to action is to like review and subscribe to our podcast on all streaming services. He said, he said pod. We're also on all streaming platform, or I'm sorry. Social media platforms at the same handle at he said, he said pod. Thank you so much. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. We also want to um, just mention the really great feedback that we're getting from our most recent special episode, which dropped um, last week. Um, you know, we were wondering how we wanted to address everything that's going on. And um, again, we're, we're very appreciative that the episode has been well received. If you haven't listened, please go back and listen. Um, it is titled Enough. And, you know, it was just really a candid conversation between the two of us related to everything that's going on with police brutality, anti-black racism. Um, You know, all those light topics. So please, you know, if you haven't listened, go and listen. And maybe if you have listened but haven't shared it, share it with a friend.
1: And hopefully it will start um, a conversation in your life with someone that you love. Indeed. About what is going on and how Mm -hmm. it makes you feel.
0: All right. So this is going to be much more of a regular episode. Um, You know, obviously being tinted by current events and what's going on. So we will start with our love it or shade it. And I think I'm going first. You are, ma'am. This week. So... um, Um, My love it is to allyship in action. So, you know, I think that most people when they hear ally um, or allyship, they have a pretty good idea of what that means. You know, you are an advocate for, you know, people um, who are going through some type of a struggle. Um, you stand next to them and, um, you know, you support them through this time. Um, but I add the inaction because it's very important during this time to not just speak about it, but to be about mm-hmm. it. Um, so, you know, that's the most important part of this to me. You know, anyone can claim to be a, an ally um, and it's very easy to say, but the proof really is in the motherfucking pudding. Mm. So, you know, let's keep making like that pudding. pudding, folks. Okay. I don't like pudding either. But like bread pudding because you like bread. I do love bread pudding. That's true. <laughs> Nasty. You know me better than I know myself. Huh? Mm, it's been 13 Look years. <laughs> so, I mean, I do think that it's really great um, that so many people are kind of rethinking their place in the current anti-racism movement. But action is really the most important part of this. Um, so, you know. I can say that what I'm seeing is many celebrities who are um, using their platform, a lot of celebrities that are putting their their money where, the, where their mouths are. Um, you know, Billie Eilish has been very vocal about everything that's going on in her allegiance to the Black Lives Listen, Movement. Listen, she's walking around with
1: slime-covered <laughs> hair. She got to give something. <laughs> you know, and
0: she has, you know, many tens of millions
1: She was on to something, though, to have black roots because she had to get her hair done during <laughs> quarantine. So. I mean, she can't, do that she, my, she can't
0: do that from a box.
1: I don't know, bitch. I never had green hair. (laughs) I I didn't. That's the one color I I never had. had.
0: I mean, and even some kind of, in my opinion, kind of out of left field allies that are popping up. So, like, K-pop band, BTS, and their management company have donated $1 million to Black Lives Movement. Wow. So, that was interesting. I saw Matt Damon and their families visited um, Breonna Taylor's... um, memorial, um, and this was actually on what would have been her 27th birthday. So, I mean, I think that and I know you said clout and, you know, that that question of whether things are genuine or performative, I think that's going to keep coming up, and, and it's probably an important discussion to have, but I do think that it's... it's but listen,
1: if you bring out your checkbook and it's, it's performative, right. bitch, exactly. keep please
0: perform with the money, okay? because <laughs> we, we we want to see that. We would like to see
1: more of that, and again, so allyship and action is really... Well, that is a very idea. sweet... Love it, because I yeah. have a motherfucking shaded. That's fine. My shade is these people that want to be silent fuck you and all of your life (laughs) because ultimately and quite frankly your silence is is a weapon and it is and the the excuses that i'm seeing and hearing out there about why you are silent things like i don't know what to say things like it makes me uncomfortable things like um Just showing up to your point, Ray. Showing up as an ally is bigger than just showing up. It's about, it's about, it is like physically showing up. It is about ultimately using your voice and using your voice means a lot of things, but I just want to say, fuck all the people that are being quiet because quite frankly, that is to me shows where your values align that you don't want to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But now is a time to be uncomfortable because black people are dying. Right. And to say that. And then when you people say that, well, all people are dying. Yeah, all people do die. But black people are two and a half times more likely to be killed by police just because of their race. Mm-hmm. So until you get uncomfortable to your core values in your life are questionable because you you don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't want to cause frustration. You don't want to cause arguments. Black people have to wake up every day worried about how uncomfortable they're going to be driving down the street, mm. going to the grocery store, ordering at Starbucks, going to the office, composing an email. Sleeping in their own bed. So, sis, if you're uncomfortable, bitch... You look uncomfortable, and you're trash. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, you're and garbage. It, and I feel like so because you mentioned values, and
0: I think it's it's it even goes beyond that because, in my mind, what what your inaction or what your silence shows in the current climate is
1: cowardice. And you it's yes, yeah, it's cowardice, and it shows that you may be, you may say you're not racist, but you also are not anti-racism.
0: Right and that you know and we talked about that in the the special episode we that we did where it is not Sufficient, you know, or adequate for you just to be non-racist. You need to be anti-racist. In twenty twenty, we all need to be anti-racist. We all need to be screaming that anti-racism is the way at at you know the mountaintop and teaching this to our children as well. So. And if
1: you're out here worried about causing arguments and making people uncomfortable, you're a fuck about an argument. People guess what, bitch? You are the problem because you are circled around people around in your life that are just as toxic as the people out here saying anti-black. Slurs, etc. So your trash, you know what? You're garbage, you know what? And you deserve to be taken out to the, the bin and and um the trash mm-hmm. truck needs to pick you because ain't okay. nobody got time. All right. Honey. yes. You're well, a motherfucking glad motherfucking bag, bitch. Okay. In the glad bag. All right, sure. And it's stretchy. <laughs> well, it'll Just it'll, like their well it will need to be. And they love to eat at <laughs> Wendy's trash ass bitch. Oh,
0: oh my gosh, Wendy's, that is heartbreaking. And if you don't know, the Wendy's, one of the people high up, I don't know if it's the CEO or somebody, um, they give lots of money to Trump. So it's like, uh, that's one of like the, the fast food restaurants that we will, you know, from time to time go and, you know, spend our money there. But we were all rooting for you. And now, you know, Wendy's is also garbage. All right. So with that, we will move on to Unfiltered and Unbothered. And, um, you know, if you haven't noticed our little COVID updates that we have been giving, we're going to put that on hiatus for now. We'll see what happens um, and see how the virus, um, you know, progresses through the end of the year. Or regresses. Exactly. That's what we should say. Yes. But um, so John Boyega, actually, you may have noticed, has been trending on Twitter recently. Um, and if you don't know who he is, he actually is the black guy who has been playing in a lot of the star Wars movies. He's been in the new franchise. Um, you know, he was heralded as like, Oh my gosh. there you know, as a main character who was black, he was severely underutilized in my opinion, but I mean, I guess at least he was there and also on the poster. Um, but in certain in certain countries, exactly. He was on the poster. Well, he was on the the poster in every country, but he was a different size in different countries. Which, so, hello, mm. anti-black racism. All right. Um, but mm-hmm. he initially Disney. tweeted on May twenty seventh, "I really fucking hate racists." Mm. Okay, and um, over fifteen thousand people. Then flooded his responses, and obviously this was a mix of um, praise and criticism... And he was really like clapping back to people because he He had time. He was giving us Rihanna 2019. He really was. 2017 vibes. Because one follower um, actually then debated with him and said that they had broken up with their girlfriend because she, quote unquote, hates whites. He then responded, I'm talking about white on black racism, the kind Mm. that has ruined the world, not caused a little breakup with your girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay, and, and, you know, it was just really (laughs) in my mind because I watched this play out in real time and I was actually, first of all, very proud of him because Mm. this is courageous Mm. because, you, you know, to your point. Disney, Star Wars, huge companies, like corporate entities. Franchise. Exactly. He has this pretty prominent role in this franchise. These companies are are traditionally very skittish when it comes to getting mm-hmm. into a political realm. Um, you know, and this shouldn't even really be considered to be political, but it is. Um, and he really, when you think about it, has a lot of skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was very clear, even in his post, that like, I don't care. That, you know, I could miss out on acting jobs because of how forthright I'm being, Mm -hmm. you know, and how blunt I'm being about this. This is really fucking important to me Mm -hmm. and I will not be silenced. And I actually found this to be pretty fucking amazing.
1: And, uh, you know, it has inspired many people to come out and support him. Directors, Mm -hmm. um, not just directors, but also production companies. So, like, he's getting positive you know affirmations for doing for being brave mm-hmm. um i think what's why this is a big deal is that you know star wars you know historically is um, White, pretty much you know red hat wearing you know <laughs> l- no i l- wouldn't go that far well, I mean, listen. I wouldn't I, go that I'm i just speaking my experience, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just saying that is a that world that nerds love. Okay, it, okay, and nerds, nerds. You know, what?
0: Don't don't say that all nerds are Trump supporters. Not all nerds,
1: but you know. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm go just on. Saying, Finish your thought. In my experience, <laughs> yes, in your experience, okay, yes. okay. I'm speaking M- my maga ex- hat wearers. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Well, um, you know, I think that it was interesting to see. The support of Disney specifically, because mm-hmm. to my point, to the point we were making, the points we were making earlier is that every country, he being John, would mm-hmm. be a different size. Right. Even though his role was still the same. The same. <laughs> it's the same movie. Same movie, <laughs> but. Specifically, like in China, oh, he was much significantly smaller than right. he was in the U.S. Right. So for someone like Disney, Disney to be like, oh, yeah, but we're going to throw millions of dollars because they did. They they ended up making a statement um, and they announced that they were going to five million dollars to anti-racism work. Okay. Um, they didn't outline who the they would be donating who, to. Yeah. But um, I find it to be interesting that they would they would then use this time to do that when they were part of the problem within the last couple of years. Right. Because
0: their marketing is what, you know, determines, um, you know, how big the people will be on the post. So
1: I think it goes to the point we made earlier. Like it's good people showing up, even if it is for like personal gain. Um, or clout, um, however you want to describe it. But ultimately, if they're going to bring out their checkbook, $5 million is not a drop in the bucket. Like it's $5 not. million is coins. And we will take it. But I we think that you, the also, you also should look internally. And all these companies that are out here supporting and in, in, in putting money um, towards the cause... Also look inward, and I think that this is a call for Disney, hopefully, and that's just one example to look inward and about how you're doing better. Yeah, what's um, your
0: hiring look like? What does your internally? executive
1: team look like? Right, like how many people that are are your C-suite level in um, executives? Like. W- or your board, like how many are of color? Yes. Um, What is it to your point? How's your recruiting efforts? What is
0: the racial makeup of your corporation?
1: And beyond that, you're a fucking, you have, you have creative control about the type of of types of content you support. Mm -hmm. So what is the ratio of predominantly black art versus white art right so if you're gonna show up don't just throw money throw action right show up and show the fuck out and i think john like first of all your last name is boyega like go ahead go ahead girl put that on the t-shirt i'm buying it like that (laughs) just sounds like that sounds like a whole ass (laughs) brand boyega okay come on. for anyone
0: wondering he's british and his um people are of nigerian descent
1: and then he he actually not only was on on social media, trolling these motherfucking trash he really people. was, and I he went to a rally and he spoke it. at a rally and he, he did. it was pretty. F- I don't know if he had a chance to watch I've the video. Some, I've seen clips, but it was powerful. And I think yeah. that what, what he was I in find tears. interesting is what I find inspiring is that black people, black celebrities, people with power, and power is associated with reach. In this specific particular instance, doesn't mean they have money and they have power. They have reach. And at this point, that's what we need. We need to influence change. He, His reach, um, along with other celebrities, they're showing up at rallies and they're speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's being recorded. They're going on social media. So shout out to him and all of his time because he was ready. Clearly, with this COVID moment, he didn't have to go <laughs> do production. He was very ready. He doesn't have to do post-production. He is in these in his flat making it clap, okay?
0: I mean, one person actually... Um, took umbrage to the words that he was using so because he actually was swearing and you know with him being a star wars um character you know pretty well known for that this person said that you know they didn't want their kids to be exposed to that your white ass kids that's your white ass kids and he was he basically said this is and he's i quote this is my own personal account I am not here for the kids.
1: Okay. And listen, if your kids can't <laughs> handle the truth, they can't handle the Higa out the kitchen. Exactly. Because if your 10-year-old is on these Instagram streets and they followed, I'm sure this is not the only account they're following. And this is probably not the first time they heard the words come out of his mouth. If they're on TikTok, on they've
0: heard much worse for sure. Okay, it
1: is to the fucking radio, bitch. <laughs> they heard worse.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, clearly we are in support and alignment of our support for Mr. John Boyega. Um, neither of us are really huge star Wars fans, but it will be, I think it'll be very interesting to watch him moving forward to watch, mm-hmm. because I feel like he is the type of um, artist as an actor who maybe we will start to see him because he has more clout in the industry, do more things that are um, not to say the star Wars, is meaningful to, to some people, but things that are it's a little not. bit more meaningful in a different way. I think and that ultimately
1: what we're going to see and clearly just even the topics we're talking about, we're going to see change beyond the front line. We're going to see change across all aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. And that I think that we will see more black creatives being highlighted for being sure. featured, and also being hired and creating art. That mm-hmm.
0: is really a testament to, and um, in support of the movement that we're seeing right now. Another really interesting mm. thing that I wanted to add about this is that I, I really do think that a big part of why um John Boyega had such a really visceral um reaction to everything that's going on is because anyone who's follows Star Wars knows that he was actually subjected to a lot of racist mm-hmm. trolling. Um, when he was actually announced. filming and when it was announced that he was going to be included in a Star Wars film. And then actually he and um, another um, actress, um, her name was Kelly Marie Tran. She's Vietnamese American. Um, they both had racial bullying that was going on um, after the filming began on, on the movie or the movies that they were in. She went so far even as to leave social media. So I think that he is having a response that, um, you know, obviously he understands, or I would assume that he understands the movement as a collective, but he also has experienced it firsthand and being in a position that he's most black people have. Yeah. No, but I mean experienced it in a different way because he's a celebrity Mm. involved in, a franchise oh, that know. white people have felt belongs to them. And
1: if these white people out on these streets is getting mad about a black person being casted, you're they they on these streets supporting a movie they do that has time. a motherfucking character that's six foot <laughs> and is an animal that doesn't even fucking exist. He's like cousin it only, like you can see his legs. Like you out here in these streets worried about <laughs> like what, what is it? Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Okay, and then you over here, a the robot. A Wookie? robot with feelings. Because I know you're
0: talking about the Wookiee.
1: I don't give a <laughs> fuck about th- And then the other one, the green one with the lobe, the big ears, like come one. Yo, what a girl, girl. <laughs> but you're mad that But a, you're mad there's a black, black person. and Asian people in it. Okay, okay but, but okay, okay. But you'll eat cuisine that's not Caucasian it with makes, salt and pepper. It makes no sense. But um, you know, speaking of speaking of representation so, at the
0: top in a corporation,
1: you know Alex. I don't know how to say his last name. Ohanian. Um, oh yes, a,
0: girl. Oh, that, that's good. You stuck the landing on that one.
1: Well, listen, sometimes you got to stick. So Reddit is, this he um, co-founded about 15 years ago, uh, officially. And if you don't know who he is, that's fine. He's a white man <laughs> that is married to Sa- Serena yes, Williams. He's
0: Mr. Serena
1: Williams. And well, and he is Mr. Serena Williams in all the sense of the word, okay? Yes. Because she is out here making <laughs> coins and he's out here making pennies compared to her coins. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's he's okay. I don't know if that's true. I think he's. Um, rich. his net worth is forty million. Hers is two hundred million. So oh, you tell me, bitch. Just yeah, school me. I have facts. You better do okay. that. I have receipts. Okay, yeah. So what's Just the Just like you got edges. But okay. what's st- I do have edges? So my he, baby hairs be laid. That's fine he had decided to not only make a statement but also to to lead change so he he announced this past week that he is stepping down from reddit effective immediately mm-hmm. um on the board and he is urging the board to hire people of co- a person of color mm-hmm. to replace him he realized that his his power in this movement is to um, create space for people that were not represented. You know, mm-hmm. Reddit. I have never been a Reddit fan, bitch. I I don't go to Reddit. I don't know Reddit. I'm not here for it. I Reddit. go to it sometimes
0: if like then Google sends me there.
1: <laughs> and Reddit to me, it it it's not it's it doesn't express the need in my life. But, mm-hmm. um, he said he 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 urged him to fill it. He said that he is also pledging that he will, um, be pledging a million dollars to Colin. Columb- um any gains rather from the Reddit stock to serve the black community um, really. And ultimately to the chiefly to curb racial hate. Mm -hmm. He wrote on Twitter that he is also pledging a million dollars to the um, campaign. Know your rights for youth. Um, So I actually read a bunch of things around this announcement and there was an interview, I think with some news outlet. I'm, I can't remember. Um, But it was actually an interview with with Serena, and they were talking. and Serena said she was proud, but also very surprised mm-hmm. that she didn't know this was happening until he like right before he announced. Right,
0: it. it's a decision that he made without her influence or influence. Because
1: most people will be like, you know, he made the decision because yeah. and She a child. made that point
0: where she said like I did not influence this mm-hmm. decision or have any control, and he doesn't listen to me. That's sh- I mean, I, I'm
1: i familiar with that. Um, okay. I'm uh-huh. very. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So, you know, this obviously is a big deal because he recognized his privilege. And I think that people need to realize that privilege is okay. Everyone has privilege. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you are privileged because you have a device mm-hmm. and access to the Internet to listen to a media outlet that is not um, free. Mm hmm. Like, ultimately, you're paying someone to listen to this. It may not be us, but you're paying someone. There's privilege there. So he allowed himself to exhaust that privilege and also know, like, he likely was investing his money positive- positively because he's like, I'm also going to pledge a million dollars and I'll, any any sort of stock gains, I'm going to pledge that back into the community. So clearly, this should be an example that you, you don't have a million dollars listening to this podcast, and that's fine. But you may have a dollar. Mm-hmm. You may have five. Yeah. You may have space that you could create for someone. So cheers to him. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm I love a good um white outline. Indeed. So uh,
0: so getting back to kind of Reddit. So like what Reddit is because oh, yeah, again, I'm lying. not familiar with I wasn't, I'm not that familiar with Reddit either. I don't use it often. But it is described on Wikipedia at least as an American social news aggregation, web content rating and discussion website. Registered members submit content to the site, such as links, text posts, and images, which are then voted up or down by the other members. So it's kind of like a what do you? What would you like a forum or like it's chat like a forum? I it's, would say it's very much like a chat web type space.
1: I would which say. I mean, um, but it's it, like AOL chat rooms, but but done. it is
0: also the nineteenth, and this is as of, of as of this month. Um, It ranks as the 19th most visited website in the U.S. and in the world, according to Alexa. Really? Um, So I, a couple of things. The first would be he, you know, again, is married to Serena Williams. They have a child together. So um, Olympia, Olympia, um, who was two Two and and a half, half is actually obviously half black. Um, And a lot of his reasoning behind doing it, Um, had a lot to do with her. He said that he co-founded Reddit 15 years ago um, to help people find community and a sense of belonging. Um, And he said it is long overdue to do the right thing. I'm doing this for me, for my family, and for my country. Um, He said, among other things, that as a father who needs to be able to answer his black daughter when she asks, what did you do? I have resigned as a member of the Reddit board. I have urged them to fill my seat with a black candidate. Um, And then that's when he goes on to talk about the Reddit stock um, and then the $1 million for Colin Kaepernick. So while I applaud this, and I do, I applaud the intent and the Mm. intent behind it. Um, You know, I think it is an actually really bold statement. But the part that I don't really understand is intuitive. And when I say intuitive, it's because in my mind, I would think that it makes more sense to have a, to your point and to use your term, white ally, um in such a very visible and actionable seat of power within this mm. company. Um so, you know, to have him there, to be able to institute
1: um, you know, inclusivity initiatives and policies. Well, just because he's stepping down from the board doesn't mean he's not gonna work for the company. But
0: I'm saying that him being a part of the board, it gives him a lot of power that now he has seated. So I'm saying that, you know, he would be able to make a lot of changes within that company sitting in the seat that he is now vacating. So it's like you leave and then, okay, you're saying, okay, board, you should do this, but you don't sit at the seat of power anymore. So I would think that whatever that process is for them to decide who the successor is going to be, they can do whatever the fuck they want. And while, yes, they probably will look for someone who was a person of color or whatever because it's been so public, I still think it would have, in my mind, made more sense for him to keep his position, at least in for the foreseeable future, to then create a bench within the board or within the company mm. of black people who then could take over in the future.
1: Yeah, that that's not immediate action. I don't think he was looking for immediate change.
0: And it's fine. And, I mean, immediate action could have been making a statement and saying this is what I'm pledging to do and then doing
1: it. I mean, I just don't – I mean, he's still going to work for the company, so he still will be able to help change of culture and hiring decisions and change that. The board only has but so much power – um mm-hmm. with they vote for things right mm-hmm. just like any board they vote they're a part of decisions but they're not leading the day-to-day so he can help change such initiatives like the hiring and but as but up. as not
0: being a member of the board which again just it, it 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 just doesn't make sense to me
1: to me i think it makes all the sense and that that's I'm fine and we girl. we
0: can agree to disagree on mm. it but i just feel like there She's you know crazy. is another way that this could have been done and um it'll be, I. we all the world will be watching to see what Reddit's globe. next steps are but again I I I am struggling with seeing I mean if you're on a board why don't,
1: why couldn't they just be like we're going to add another person to the board yeah, I mean I don't know <laughs>
0: Again, I just
1: I don't it seems know. like it seems like uh, that's great if it's the well, right it might thing be a cap because certain boards have certain types could of be, boards have be. different numbers that you can...
0: and it, and it could be the right thing for him and the right thing for his family but like if I'm looking at it in terms of the movement personally speaking I think there was a different way that, that it could have been handled and for that's sure like. all right so speaking of a different Always. way that something could have been handled
1: bitch trina diamond princess diamond
0: princess okay she seems more like the cubic zirconia girl down the way as far as i'm concerned but that's fine if we want to you know call her that which she calls herself um but on the trick and trina morning show which is a radio show there
1: there's a trick and trina (laughs) radio show
0: where it's trina and trick daddy um, and they have this show, um, you know, obviously he's billed above her, but they do this show together. Um, and I do believe it's out of Miami, which is where um, they both, I think, are from. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she proceeded to step in it. Mm, step in what? Last week. Okay. It just it. And not only did she step in it, but then she proceeded to track the mess all through the proverbial house Ooh, with these comments. The what? The proverbial house. Oh, you know that's... how you step in dog shit and then you don't know about it, and then you walk into the house and then no, you track the shit. Not always. Not always until you get into the house and then you're like, Damn, listen, I need to if clean you in up. these
1: streets and you step in dog shit, and you don't smell it. <laughs> that means you smell, <laughs> and your house smells right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
0: uh. She was making
1: comments about
0: the, um, you know, protesting and then, you know, obviously as, as some you know, outgrowth of that vandalism and looting that was going on in Miami. And she had some pretty interesting quotes. She said, and I quote, they need to make the curfew at 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's how I feel. Keep everybody mm, off the streets. These home. animals off the streets acting like they escaped from a zoo. Lock them up at 5 p.m. so the streets can be nice and clean. Well, Trick Daddy tried to step in and he tried to offer our girl some grace. Well, girl, not my girl, but sometimes somebody's girl. grace is on the fire. He tried to give her an opportunity to wipe the shit off before she stepped into the house. And he said, you know, we shouldn't compare looters and rioters to the people who are out here really just trying to make a change. Um, You know, it's only a handful of people who are doing the things that we are seeing that are bad. Mm. Um, And the rest of us are tired. And, you know, when the police get behind you, you're scared as a black person and it shouldn't be that way. Mm. Well, this bitch just she doubles down. She then says that she's not scared when she's pulled over by the police. And the reason why she's not scared Is because she has her license
1: and registration. You know what? And she has a lace run at her eyebrows. (laughs) And you know what? Kaya, Kia, Kaya, whatever her name is, my neck, my back. She out in these streets. And this is the first time I watched a video. Well, they hate each other. So
0: where she she actually was speaking some
1: truth. (laughs) I was like, come on, Kaya. You better tell (laughs) them. Trina. You know tr- first of all first of all Trina let's talk about this. Yes, let's talk about it. The um, the the just in the statement and then she came out and said she wasn't talking about the them black people. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: There was implication there there were there were, you implied the people protesting the movement were animals and the people protesting are not just black people but there are black people. So Words mean things, Trina. They do. They sure do. And I want you to realize that. I and you should that think you before realize you speak. That. I know that your record sales have been dusty, but your brain cannot Mm-mm. be musty. You need to be continually, continually um, doing brain exercises so <laughs> that you do not remain dormant. Yes, um, in thought.
0: Yes, try the New York Times, um, uh, what is that, the crossword puzzle. I heard okay, that's really Okay, listen,
1: good. I just want, and Trina, Trick Daddy, whatever his name is, yes. big Trick Luck Kids, <laughs> he also loves the hits. He's in these streets. Get People, because of her comments, people streamed the morning show to hear it. Mm-hmm. People followed the morning show to, to see a follow-up statement. Mm-hmm. Part of this, what, you know, is beneficial for their pockets, because people are now are interested. To oh, because of the drama, radio mean, show and the that no one knew that they had.
0: So, I mean, so the first thing that went she forty-five years The old. first thing that went through my mind was, "Woo, child, the detached privilege of it all."
1: Well, Listen, just because you got a Bentley, don't mean that you're rich. And uh, the second thought that went through my head
0: was, "Weren't you just in a Walmart? Was that last year or this year?" Yeah, this year. In the Walmart, somebody calls you. I believe a white woman, a, a the nigger ant-word. bitch, or something mm-hmm. like that.
1: She said, "Get out of my face!" First of all, you were in the Walmart. There's that. secondary you were in the Walmart. And
0: I remember the black community, these animals, rallying behind Trina and saying, "Girl, we are with you. You should have tore that place at least down."
1: These, at least these motherfucking protesters, um, majority speaking. Um, they are in these streets and they're not. They're not um, destructive. She was in Walmart, bound to knock over a. a she cake really or was. Two.
0: She was damn near ready to set a fire in the Walmart on the floor. She was
1: Adele. Set fire to the rain, bitch.
0: <laughs> and it's like, and 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 we supported her. We even we talked about it. We did, and we were like, girl, no, uh, she, that woman is lucky she didn't get punched in the face. Karen does,
1: doesn't deserve.
0: So that that is a black me. Karen. That bothers me a lot, and you know. <laughs> This is a really good example to my mind of someone who has money. Who, you know, and that's why I said the detached um, privilege of it all because she's reached this level of socioeconomic status. So, like, she's rich, she lives in a nice neighborhood, you know, and she feels like that is some type of a shield from anti black racism. And okay, it's girl. not. That's a fallacy. It doesn't even make sense. That's why the woman said what she said to you in the Walmart. Listen. So, it's just really, really. Because people don't know who Trina is. They don't. They don't. It is disappointing. Um, And I bet the majority of black folk who were pulled over also have their license and registration. There you go. So fuck that comment. That's bullshit. I have my license and registration and I still get, you know, very nervous when the cops pull me over. So it's like you are an entitled idiot, Trina, like point blank, period. And then for you to have the sheer audacity to actually refer to black people who are protesting as animals, because I know what you meant. Mm. And I watched the video and I heard it. And she was talking about black people.
1: Does she realize that the how she acted in a Walmart, white people call her an animal. They would
0: call her an animal.
1: And that is that is the thing where it's like,
0: it is so disappointing to have someone like her, someone, anyone who's black, to come out and to actually use the same types of of evil and awful and dehumanizing language. That white people use to describe black people in the interest of anti-black racism the same kind friends? of the same kind of rhetoric that the fucking president uses against black people mm-hmm. when he calls black people thugs so i mean she did come out like you said to your point um, you know, she said, I just want to uh, to say I apologize sincerely to everybody I offended by what I said. I spoke passionately about how I felt about people destroying our community hmm. here in Miami. She um, went on to say, you know, I'm not going to say black people are animals, but I didn't say, hey, all of my people, I'm not talking to you. I don't even know what that means. Girl. And then she goes on to say, when we spoke to the commissioner, I said to Trick Daddy, I learned a lot more about what's really happening. Um, Because I'm trying to get... What's the solution? What is the answer to everything that is happening? It's more than just people in the streets doing whatever. It's the commissioners. It's the governor. It's the mayor, the chief of police. I had no idea she of now? that. And now I'm understanding that these are the people that has to protect the cities. These are the people mm. that you want answers from. You know you what, Trina? You want change. I'm so, ba- so, so then that makes me even more pissed because you were speaking about something that you don't even understand.
1: You know what, Trina? I'm just going to quote one of your songs. Which is what? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go again. Okay. I don't got time. <laughs>
0: My thing is, she has a platform and I'm only here to do
1: better. She has a platform with no sling back and I don't have time. <laughs> Speaking of not having time, Abby Lee Miller had us all the time to be canceled. <sighs> which I'm surprised God. this bitch wasn't canceled when she yes. went to jail. For anyone who doesn't know, For Abby Fadville, Lee Miller is fucking dance moms. She went to federal prison in 2018. Yes. Not only did she go to prison, she lost, she lost all Star. half of her weight. Yes. While she was in prison, eating them the meals, wasn't she also on
0: Dancing with the? Was she on Dancing with the Stars?
1: I think she was. I Abby Lee up? Miller. <laughs> she has been canceled by Lifetime. Lifetime said no, yes. not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Literally, Dance canceled. mom is Dance Moms is dance over. So the reason why she was canceled on Friday in the wake of these alleged racism comments by an ex Dance Moms cast member. This is mm-hmm. on the eighth season that yeah eight seasons why is that even still on the air there's been eight seasons ma'am i don't don't understand um and uh, every season i know only had the one black mom and the one black daughter and i can't uh, remember her name in a field of white people yes so miller released was as i mentioned she was in prison in 2018 and the show the show went on but however comma um the new show that she was gonna have which was basically an extension of her existing show and the eighth season of her show Dance Moms was canceled because Abby's virtual dance. Uh huh. Adriana Smith attacked Miller, which I hate that use of a word "attack," but mm-hmm. it basically showed us who motherfucking Miller was on Instagram because Abby Miller wanted to be there. Black Lives Matter. Let me be performative and show, do a blackout Tuesday. She did. Mm-hmm. Well, Adriana said, "No, no, 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 ma'am. <laughs> Pump your brakes, no, ma'am." Through. She said a statement from her that from her that sticks into my mind and I quote to this day my time on Dancing Moms 8 is I know you grew up in the hood with only a box of 8 crayons but I grew up in the country club with a box of 64 don't be stupid so She said. She said. This shows me that you think you are better than me and Good in a gracious. higher rank and altogether superior to me. Let us us remind, because my clapback would have been, "What was your cell block number, bitch?" Because <laughs> yeah, you, well, you so, went to prison because you were so smart. You went to federal prison, so yeah. for like trying to like f- t-
0: take ten thousand dollars more than ten thousand dollars over the fucking international borders or some shit. So,
1: sis, boo, 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 kitty. You know, I don't need you in my life. So, Abby, obviously. You know, after being canceled. she Well, out- wait. So
0: the, another thing that I saw was that Smith said was that she noted that her daughter had overheard Miller saying oh, that the yeah. only reason that she was on the show was for, and I quote, a sprinkle of color.
1: You know what, Abby Miller? You know what? <laughs> Then she came out and she said she regrets her words and her words okay. have affected people. Uh huh. Girl, well, Miss Adriana ain't had no time. She said, <laughs> I'm gonna screenshot this statement. And I'm gonna read you for more filth on my yes. Instagram my 4,500 followers because I'm going <laughs> to let you know yes. what I feel. She said this was all an act. Oh, I'm paraphrasing now. She said it was all an act that she does not accept her apology. Mm-hmm. She said that ultimately, you know, she said what she said and she sticks by what she said. And that, you know, ultimately she's the, the whole season she said was a lie because, you know, the, they were just capitalizing on this one black person to be a part of a... Um, a community of dancers when ultimately Abby loves a good Caucasian dancer.
0: Yeah, I mean, so another dance mom's parent, Camille Bridges, accused Miller of promoting racial stereotypes. Um and she actually told e News that Miller tried to spin Cameron as being the poor one, and there on scholarship, she continuously put Cameron in afros. It was a traumatic experience that mm-hmm. I wish on no one. So this is it's a pattern of behavior. Uh, You know, allegedly with um, Abby Abby Miller, not surprising to me at all. To your point, she being Abby apologized, the same shit, you know, was harmful. It was my fault. You know, I cannot change the past and blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, and also to your point, Smith then came out, the the first mom who had the comment, said that she stands by all the other, um, you know, dancers and the mothers um and she says that um you know for anyone who uh, has been a victim of racism at the hands of abby lee miller or in the industry as a whole so i mean again this bitch to your point she's a criminal and not
1: that all criminals are trapped no but abby no is. but
0: that's not what i'm talking about what my point as to bringing up that she's a criminal is she was convicted of a crime, went to prison, and it didn't hurt her brand at all. She was able to come out and to go right back to doing what she there was doing before. She was going, she went right back to doing she her, reality her show. bypass while she was in prison. And it was fine. And it was like, oh, yeah, she went to jail and it's fine. That is privilege. That is like a blatant example of privilege and privilege within the entertainment industry. You because know who if else, she was a person of color, she would not have been able to just jump right back in without
1: skipping a beat. This is no shade, but you know what else is privileged? You know why else she is privileged? Mm-hmm. Her oh. ankles. Yeah. Yeah. because I'm, she can <laughs> stand and not fall because that's a whole lot of woman with a whole lot of you shit know, uh, in her head. We are not gonna fat shame shit, her. No, but she got a lot of shit okay. in her head. So but, shit sometimes is heavier than not shit.
0: But I am glad that they called her out, and I'm glad that she see that she is actually being held accountable I, you with listen. you know basically being fired from the network, not gonna be moving forward. I think they may still do Dance Moms, but with a different person because they had to replace her when she was in prison too. So they probably will just they do should that.
1: just bring what's his name from Drag Race. So but I know. mean, I just my
0: thing is I don't want to see her and. I really don't want to see her pretending to choreograph on any shows in the future.
1: Listen, I don't and know. And that's not fat shaming. Listen, <laughs> she, she is a really I'm just, good, I'm just saying she does really good things with
0: ribbons. <laughs> no,
1: her assistant does really good
0: things with ribbons. Because Listen, I don't know what
1: kind of plie <laughs> she doing. All
0: right. And speaking of networks, but in this case, networks not doing the right thing. Um, so Gabrielle union, we've talked about her. We've talked about her um, really negative experience that she's had with NBC universal. Um, which is a parent company to NBC, which um, you know NBC is home to the show that she was on, that where she's saying that she experienced uh, you know racial discrimination. The show being America's Got Talent. Well, she has actually filed a discrimination complaint um, this past week, claiming she was threatened by an NBC executive and fired from AGT mm. because she attempted to report it, um, and this would have been both. Um, you know, kind of really clear anti-black racism and sexism, you know, on the set, allegedly. Mm. Um, so, in this complaint, um, and this was filed in California with the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, she alleges she was threatened through her agent in February by NBC Entertainment Chairman Paul Taleggi in an attempt to prevent her from filing a lawsuit against the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she... Um, is uh, also filing a suit against Fremantle Media, which is um, another, um, you know, part of the show, as well as Simon Cowell's Psycho Entertainment. So this is really interesting because I think that. Gabrielle has really kind of drawn a line in the sand and said, "You know what? Not only am I not going to put up with this, but I'm actually going to fight."
1: And look at all the well, just step back. Look at all the people that have left America's Got Talent since it's got on, and it's been all the people of color, Mm -hmm. majority people of color, Mm -hmm. and then they've been replaced by other people of color.
0: Right. Oh, I saw Sofia Vergara is
1: like. First of all, I'm not watching <laughs> Ooh, America's Got Talent. I don't like that show either. Uh, usually it's people that are collecting social security <laughs> and their 401k. We're definitely so. not the demographic for that. But show. what I can say is that her husband, Gabrielle's husband, um, Dwayne, he, he said rides. that once. Oh, he does. He writes. He said once these negotiations started, his family was followed and people were watching their house. Oh, and I it, believe it. There was this level of threat that was happening. He said his daughter couldn't even go to swim class without being trailed by people looking for answers. Wow. He also said that, the you know, he basically said that they were deeming um, Gabrielle as a liar after months of trying to inform, um, you know, her trying to inform them on the of people, of the issues that were going on on set, behind the scenes. Um, and to remind everyone, the one example of what she experienced was... Um, them telling her that her hair was too ethnic, or it was too it was too distracting. Right. Yeah, we talked um, about that. So ultimately, you know, America's Got Talent, um, is being sued, and yeah. and she's ready for. And I think that I don't think she's doing this out of the need for money. Obviously, she's doing no, this for the need the, for the need for change, right? And the for fight. people for people that are after that will come after her, exactly. And her, um. You know, her lawyer said, I got time. I'm going to file this complaint. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. to People Magazine. And they, he further, um, Brian, uh, her lawyer, further responded to what was going on. But M- NBC is out here, damage control. And they said and that. And they also
0: had some type of a post mm-hmm. for, you know, the movement that's going on. Employees that, and- that her lawyer actually also called out as being hypocritical.
1: So, I mean, NBC Universal, you know, I just want to say that I hope that you are holding yourself accountable in this. They're not. And uh, she is out here suing Simon Cowell because Simon Cowell is loaded, too. So she's like, I'm just going to, you know, ultimately go after the people that that went, that came after me. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to go after them for the right.
0: Well, I hope she rakes them over the motherfucking coals. Okay. Ooh. You know, you had mentioned to me that Black China also recently oh, came yeah, out. Yeah, Blac Chyna, but I mean... And lodged some type of public complaints against NBC Universal. No one and, cares
1: about Rob and Chyna, though.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't... Just because we don't like the messenger doesn't necessarily mean that she is, you know, incorrect in her message.
1: Like, she thinks that her show wouldn't have been canceled when her marriage was, uh, was over? I,
0: I mean, I'm just saying that, again, it goes to a, a a possible pattern of behavior true, within the network. Um, you know, and again, we shall all call out hypocrisy mm. when we see it in this current movement, because that's a big part of this too. It's not just people not saying anything, um, you know, not using their platform or their power. It's not just people who, you know, are just being performative and trying to take advantage of this movement for clout. Mm-hmm. It's also bad actors, Who in practice do something completely opposite to the message that they're trying to send during this time, which is even worse because it's like you're saying one thing, but behind the scenes you're doing something completely different. And that is just not going to fly. Moving it forward. sure is,
1: not not in today's world,
0: not at all. So good on, um, Gabrielle. I, I love said it. it a long time. I girl. like to see it. I mean, we've been f- we've been uh, you know basically supporting her throughout this entire. I mean, I've been supporting her since process, on, but, uh-huh. no. But I'm talking about in this particular, um, you know, really uh, negative time yeah. that she's having with NBC Universal and that show. Like we have been, you know, cheerleaders of hers, um, and then also yeah, obviously. Bring it on. Obviously, oh yeah, that's that's cute. Obviously, cheerleaders of um her and Dwayne with what's going on with Yaya as well. So, you know, all around. Zaya. Oh, I, what did I say? Yaya? Yaya. Okay, I meant Zaya. Um, but you was know, it zyan
1: or Zaya, uh-huh.
0: All the way around, we really love to see what they're doing. Um, and again, it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. So, you know, fuck your lip service, because we're holding people companies and entities accountable for their
1: actions. Listen, I told everybody 2020 is clear vision. It really is. Okay. And you
0: were right about that. You just didn't even know it. Listen. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with um, <laughs> our thoughts on uh, Roger Goodell and the um, NFL statements about the movement, as well as Justin Bieber and his aha moment that he's having Leah Michelle and her fuckery on sets as well as our shuffle and repeat and a very, very informative, um, you know, this week version of political realness. Um, So grab a snack and we will see you in a moment.
1: Music can be healing. So here at He Said, He Said, we've decided to create some intimate playlists to get you through the week. We have playlists like our top 40, which is everything on the charts that we love. Pure Pop Perfection, which is Ray's favorite. Enough, which is our protest playlist to get you through what's happening to also inspire you for change. Shuffle and Repeat, 90s and 2000s hip-hop and r And The Gospel Truth, which is perfect to listen to when you're making your Sunday brunch. So be sure to follow each playlist, listen, and share to all of your friends who love music. And we're back. We are, huh? but uh, yes to refills. Uh, but you know what's not back? <laughs> the NFL. So I uh, hope you. Hopefully, you like your refill. The NFL isn't isn't back yet. That's no, they're not. So ultimately, this past weekend, the NFL decided to make a, an announcement. Um, Do you with, know why they did it though? Why? So
0: I don't know if you were with me in the um, living room watching CNN with Don Lemon. So. What happened, because um, I feel like it's important to kind of, like, mm, explain tell me the important. what happened. Tell me more. So,
1: tell me more. So, you know I hate that
0: fucking movie. Um, but a white NFL employee named Brendan, I believe his name is Brendan, mentor, helped create a powerful I Am George Floyd video that actually was multiple NFL players who were basically, like, you know, saying, you know, it could have been me. Mm. So and he went rogue doing that. That's not something that was sanctioned by the NFL. Mm. And then they released it and it kinda, Under
1: the NFL or it was
0: released, like I believe branded as an NFL mm. thing. And then after that, that's when um Roger Goodell comes out and I'll let you pick it well,
1: up. Well, right Goodell now. posted a video on the NFL social media and he decided to say that they are stronger together. Um and it basically means so ultimately anyone that watches NFL knows that like a large percentage of their players are black, but a large percentage 70%. of their large percentage of their owners are white. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of percentages of their coaches probably are white. 90%, probably um, more. So, you know, many of us remember when Colin took a knee when he was playing for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, and it was all the rage of, you know, white privilege Mm -hmm. um that happens including our president of the united states of america Mm -hmm. Um, and the nfl was pretty you know um at that point not very supportive of what was happening um they were afraid obviously of causing any sort of commotion and waves so they were like i said in my shade it something that i hate um And here they are. So, ultimately, they made the the announcement uh, on Friday. And Goodell, Goodell, whatever you say his last Mm, name, he said, uh we, the National Football League, (laughs) admit that we were wrong for not listening to the players earlier and encourage all to speak out and protest peacefully. During this statement, no mention was made of Colin. Notably. um, And who faced the brunt of the backlash from and the, the blacklisting and others mm-hmm. for kneeling before games and the national, um, Anthem. Ultimately what I feel like this is, and I think that we, and I talked about this over off mic is this, although it might be credited to this video that was done rogue. Mm-hmm. I also think that it has been, you know, visibly we see the partnership with Jay-Z. I think mm-hmm. Jay-Z likely had some sort of influence on change as well. mm mm-hmm. Um and which I'm grateful for, right? I, I don't like the I don't care about the NFL. I don't watch that shit. I don't know that shit. I'm not here for that shit. You know, only thing I watch is a halftime on Super Bowl if someone's good, even if there's someone right. bad. Cause yeah, but even though it.
0: maybe the NFL is not your thing as far as from an entertainment perspective, like it is a really important part of. American, um, Ameri- they, the fabric of America, and you know we care because there's injustice that's happening there too, for sure.
1: And ultimately, what I watching the the statement, seeing the, what's being said and pushed out to the media, I find most issue with n- zero mention with Colin because Agreed. Colin, the protesting that is being mentioned, Colin led mm-hmm. so in a
0: very peaceful way.
1: So to say that to say that you were wrong and that you encourage them to protest, but also since 2017, this man has not had a job. That's three years. Granted, he's been busy, booked, blessed and busy, but he has not done the sport that he loves Mm -hmm. because he's could not. And, and most notably recently, he wasn't even able to get scouts to look at him when Mm -hmm. they were coming because of all that, that happened with, you know, um, where they were needed to go, et cetera. we talked about on the pod. Mm-hmm. So ultimately I feel like the NFL, although it feels late, I want to acknowledge that at least they said something, yeah. what I'm in, what is, what is the national anthem going to look like when, if we have a football season mm-hmm. and Which I'm sure all of the prayer, players are kneeling. Mm-hmm what is going to be the reaction mm-hmm. in in the stadium?
0: Do you think Do you think that we're going to see a lot more players I actually do. do it? Okay, I do. I agree. Because I think, I especially
1: white, Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot I more. I think we'll see both. And I think we will. Yeah. And I think what will be most telling is if all of them do, and then including the coaches. And the reason why I think that I feel like we will is because of just the change that we're in, the movement that we're in and the change that we're seeing. And mm-hmm. I say change because we're seeing – this this just all feels different than it ever has before because yeah. I feel like people are really having to f- be met with their feelings and not ha- not they don't have the ability to ignore them by right by distraction filling the days right with distractions. So NFL, although I think that it's late, at least you showed up, um, and I'm intrigued to see what other action you take. Um, Donald Trump obviously had a lot of things to say as he does about everything. He's mm-hmm. been he tweeted some sub tweets about. What should and what could and what will, what shan't, and uh, he was obviously in his bunker during these tweets. So yes, bunker, bitch. <laughs> he, you know, there's no telling what he was watching. Probably, <laughs> probably Law and Order because he's been doing a lot of tweeting about that. He, you know, loves Law and Order SUV. Uh uh-uh. uh, um, SUV,
0: bitch, SUV. SUV for him. <laughs>
1: um. So ultimately, I think. Like, what are your feelings on? Yeah. This? So.
0: I got lots of feelings about this. Oh, God. Um, and another part of the NFL statement um, was we, the NFL, believe black lives matter. So another thing that he mentioned in his actual video, Goodell, um, was that he acknowledged that without black players, the league would not exist. Which, Duh. you know, to the point that you were making and that I was co-signing on, yes, that's true, because 70% of players in the NFL are Seven black. 0 And when you think about that, and when you think about what actually happened, it's not that they didn't listen to the players. It's that they listened to the players and then decided that what the players were doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that whatever the movement was, I don't really think they gave a shit about what the movement was. They sure didn't. And they decided that what they were going to do was they were actually not only going to say that what they were doing was wrong. They were going to actually distort the message into something that was anti-American as opposed to something that is actually 100 fucking percent American. Protest is American. That is everyone's right to protest. And they conflated these things where it's like you're anti-American if you're kneeling because you're not, um, you know, showing your support um, of the flag or of the country or what the fuck ever. And fuck that shit. And that's what pisses me off about this really is because it's the mischaracterization of what actually happened in this particular case. And. I'm not here for the bullshit. Like, don't try to pull the wool over our eyes. We know, we saw, anyone who was paying attention knows what happened. And I appreciate, to your point, that Jay-Z has whatever this thing is that he's doing with the NFL. And that they're coming out and making a statement. But it really feels pretty fucking disingenuous to me. And I'm definitely going to be waiting to see what they do. And the fact that they didn't mention Kaepernick's name tells me, I think it really gives us a clue as to what they're trying to do here, which is that they want to to say one thing and do another, which again is a theme mm-hmm. of what we've been talking about in this episode, because if they really wanted to make a statement about this, they would make a public apology directly to this man for what was done to him. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that now we know that what he was actually protesting, or they're saying that they know, oh, all of a sudden that now it has value, and they would also make sure that there are actual, um, you know, substantive and real attempts to get him a job with any mm-hmm. NFL. And until they do that, I don't want to hear any of this bullshit. And
1: ultimately, what well, I feel like, what and what, I, well, let me back up. Ulti- well, anyone that watches the NFL and is um and supports the kneeling and you continue to watch the NFL prior to the statement, you really should, you know, do some inventory about the why. Like, I realized it was entertainment, but also at, at the cost of, you know, a black man losing his job. Like, mm-hmm. Then I think that what should happen here is just an inspiration. Anyone that's listening that has power, you know, the last team that the that Colin was on was the San Francisco 49ers. They should retire his number. They should hang up his um, jersey they up won't. there. And they should ultimately, the first game that they have, should all be wearing black. They should. um, But they won't. Black, um, what is it called? Uniforms. Uniforms. (laughs) Because, or whatever team Colin goes on should do that. Like, Mm -hmm. ultimately, at the end of the day, there needs to be action versus just a reaction of being wrong. Mm -hmm. That's cute. But your white guilt is, I don't need that. No. And I, I agree with what
0: you're saying 100%. Um, and I think that when you think about it and and you made a good point earlier where you were talking about, OK, you know, this kind of dichotomy between the fact that um, while, um, you know, like I've been saying 70 percent of the players are black, that most of the owners, and I don't have the actual percentage, but most of the owners are white. Not only are most of them white, but a lot of them are Trump supporters and they mm-hmm. give actively to Trump's, um, you know, campaign. And I'm sure they'll be giving to his re-election campaign and they probably already have given to it. Um, and we've talked about our feelings about the NFL and football and how it feels like the modern day kind of like slave, slave. slavery and there's a slave trade and all these things. So, you know, again, I agree with you. I don't want to hear anything from them besides, um, I really don't even want to hear anything from them. I want to see action. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, it seems convenient. They see that the winds are blowing in a certain way Mm -hmm. and they needed to come out and make a statement. That video probably was just kind of like the thing that pushed them over the edge. Uh And the proof, again, will be in what we see. The pudding. (laughs) Just like you said. And I'm going to tell you, you know, (laughs) you're saying that you were wrong and that you know there's a better way forward so show us what the r- the right response listen, looks like listen follow the
1: yellow big row, bitch i want to see what the right response looks like
0: i want to see it we're all waiting
1: oh excuse me all right so speaking of someone else <laughs> who decided all waiting.
0: that they want that they wanted to atone for previous sins justin Bieber has made some very direct And um, promising, in my opinion, this is my opinion, uh, statements about um, his relationship to black culture. Okay, Mm -hmm. so um, he posted to his and let's be clear, one hundred and thirty eight point three million Instagram followers. The following. I am inspired by black culture. I have benefited off of black culture. My style, how I sing, dance, perform and my fashion have all been influenced and inspired by black culture. I am committed to using my platform from this day forward to learn, to speak up about racial injustice and systemic oppression, and to identify ways to be a part of much-needed change.
1: This could have been edited. There was some <laughs> duplication of, of thought and lots of ends. Okay, so,
0: so uh, speak about it. I want to know what you think about this.
1: Because we've talked
0: about Justin uh, Bieber, Justin we've, talked Bebers, about the, we've talked about him using the, we've talked about him using the N word on video. We've talked about all those things. So, what do you think about it?
1: This felt to me, it felt like a statement that was self serving. To me, what I needed was someone to to acknowledge where they were wrong. And mm-hmm. benefiting off of black culture is one thing, but mm. also, um, you know, using racial slur like he. Did, I feel like this was an opportunity for him to address it all. You better say it. And I feel like he, this here felt like it was me, 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 mm-hmm. versus I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And here's why I was wrong, right. Because being inspired by black culture, then you go on and you say all the benefits of why, like of that you've that you've gained from being inspired, and then say that, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm committed right to using my platform when that's cute. But again, It feels like you have a platform with no slingback. And (laughs) I think that you need to just realize, Justin, that it's cute that you are inspired and you've benefited. But now your commitment goes beyond your words and you need and you should and you have to acknowledge your past, which I feel like he has not directly um, done that, at least up to this point. And I think this was an opportunity for him to do such. So
0: I agree. And, um, you know, what what I'm getting from this is an acknowledgement of appropriation Mm. without an atonement for previous, um, you know, overt anti-black behavior. Exactly. So that's the problem that I kind of have with this. Um, uh, While also, again, as I said in the opening, um, I acknowledge that is certainly a step in the right direction. And I love to see someone with so with such a huge platform because. Let me be clear. In 2020, the platforms that these celebrities have are more vast and more expansive Mm -hmm. than they have ever been. They can reach people who live in a town that literally has no black people. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to diminish that. And I think that it is really important for people who have these, you know, very um, expansive platforms to use them for this type of, um, mm-hmm. you know, acknowledgement of what's going on in the world and also a pledge to do better. But again... I need to see and I I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but I got to see action behind this and I'll be waiting to see what happens. I love, you know, that, uh, you know, he's had this kind of like aha moment. It seems like all of a sudden um, about racial injustice, Um, but he is one of the people who kind of like the NFL is starting at a deficit. So it's like he's not starting at zero for me Mm -hmm. because when he's on video using the Mm n-word and you know talking about killing black people and and you know saying nigger like saying nigger with and and i'm and i'm saying this um because this is the way that he said it with a hard er Mm -hmm. that means that you're already starting at a negative number Mm -hmm. i don't know what that number is let's just say it's negative 100 Instead of you starting at a baseline of, okay, zero, you never said anything, and you never use your platform for any good, you actually are starting at a negative number because you've actively participated in anti-black behavior. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And appropriating two of your openers for a tour that's been postponed, obviously, because of COVID, Mm -hmm. are black people. Um, So I feel like the action he could have took, babe, that might got you a little differently Mm -hmm. is he could say, uh, the X percentage of my tour will be Mm -hmm. donated to. But
0: see, you know, and I think that I think that's kind of the difference between a real true ally and someone who wants to be an ally, but then maybe either they don't know how to really do it or they're not really wanting to, to put in the work mm-hmm. is that smart people will do what you said. So like his handlers, for, mm-hmm. for instance, Scooter Braun or whoever, mm-hmm. that would be so smart for them to pledge that and actually do it. Because that is putting in the work and doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a great idea that you have. Not that you know people will ever hear it, but that would have. De- well, I agree girl, with y'all you. could DM him this episode,
1: <laughs> and there's a little X. Uh, you know, he got time. I, I mean, agree with you that he's that, on PowerPoint, crazy slides that for his that Instagram. Would have,
0: that would have been a much, much um, uh, better statement for him to make than this one. No, which but was now more he's an Idaho
1: fucking RVing because. He was he was quarantined in Canada and then now he's they rented an RV and they're going to RV across the nation because he got time. So he he got got time time and money. He got time to listen to this episode, too. But he's the kind of person
0: where, you know, again, because he's starting with this deficit because of his past behavior. I have to come in with a strong side eye, like the type of side eye that gives you a headache. Mm, I, I just just, be- to that. just because I, you know, it's going to take a lot more than this statement, than the apology that we got before for me to really think that this is someone who wants to change. That's awesome. And I'll say, for now, it's a good start, but it's just that it's just a good start.
1: You know who's not having a good start to 2020? Who's not? Leah Michelle. <laughs> even though even though we're in June. Listen. She's not having a good middle of 2020. She's not having a good middle. We thought the beginning was rough. Now she's has a middle <laughs> rough, bitch. And she's about to give birth this year. She don't have an rough. She's got a lot going 2020 on. 2020 is a year of change for yes, her. Well, Leah really Michelle is was in these headlines, and not because she has a new show coming out or she has an album, but she is in these headlines because she is apparently and allegedly trash garbage, <laughs> and really difficult to work with. So, this past week, there has been, there was a Twitter feed that um, was going, a thread that was going down and I'm talking about people that worked with Leah on Glee mm-hmm. came and were ready, sipping tea mm-hmm. and giving us the news. And so, not
0: even just Glee, that just started it. And then yeah. all these other people who worked with her on different projects. The mayor in. and, yes,
1: you know, Spring Awakening. Yes. Like, she's obviously done a lot so yes. there are a lot of people saying that she's really difficult to work with um and ultimately has caused trauma for people because they have made the work environment difficult mm-hmm. the one person who I don't have their name written down what that started all of Samantha this Samantha Ware she was she on is black. she's black and she was on Glee mm-hmm. and she said I'm paraphrasing ultimately I have that, the quote oh okay.
0: remember when you made my first television gig a living hell cause I'll never forget I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would shit in my wig, amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood.
1: Not shit in a wig. Like, I wish somebody would... <laughs> Listen, I would have spit in her motherfucking tea. Um, She would have had saliva in her throat.
0: And this, again, I mean, there's another thing that's going on in this episode, which is that you have these people, entities, companies who are wanting to be a part of this movement and post about it. And then as soon as someone who feels like they've been wronged by them... Gets wind of it, they're like, yes, hold on, bitch.
1: Hold up. Wait so, after she
0: was trying to be a part of, you know, the, I think it was probably the Blackout Tuesday, mm-hmm. that's when Samantha came out and said, girl, no, don't do Samantha that.
1: Samantha said, not on my time. Liam Michelle, it. you know, to me, I always felt that she, there was something about her I that. I agree. You know, I agree. you know something in the ki- the kitchen went bad. Yeah, and... Something in
0: the milk isn't clean.
1: <laughs> no, bitch. Something in the kitchen went bad and it smells sour. Like, I don't know what it is, but something. <laughs> yeah. Some ingredient was missing uh-huh. and it made it taste sour. Yes. Well, you know, she, you know, she obviously on Glee, she was this lead actress and pr- one of our primary stars. Um, and... People came out from Glee that not just started, like, they were they didn't start this. Like, mm-hmm. um, Alex Newell, like, he mm-hmm. they came out and they spoke about... Basically, co-signing. Co-signing. And mm-hmm. then Amber Riley also came out. She also and co-signed. She the tea. Mm-hmm. And she said tell him, oh, girl. Like, yes. ultimately, to me, I feel like this isn't... I wasn't entirely surprised. Me either. You know, her career has kind of fizzled in the last three years fizzled i don't really think anyone was checking for her Mm. but now they're checking for her for all the wrong reasons um and like amber riley said when her most recent interview with one of these bloggers she said you know i wish her well she's giving birth this year i wish her well." (laughs) that
0: was the one thing i have to say that i think that um in my opinion sometimes we think everything has to be all one way or another way so it's either black or white mm-hmm. and there's no room for nuance and i'd say that for me even though personally i think that people are clearly well within their right to you know come out with their experiences and to bring to her attention that you know, hey, you've you've been involved in this behavior that has been very negative and has affected me affected me in a negative way, but I also think that the fact that she is actually pregnant, she's expecting, mm-hmm. that kind of stress cannot be good for her. So it's like there's 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 both these things can be true. It's like I can say, girl, you are hard. That's horrible that you you felt like you treated people that you were better than them. Just because you have top billing or whatever on whatever projects that you've been working on. But then it's also like, well, let's hope that she's learned something. And that the stress is not going to, you know, cost her some type of real real difficulty related to her pregnancy.
1: Because listen, HelloFresh said goodbye They did.
0: That's important. She had some type of, uh, um, you know, endorsement with Mm. HelloFresh. I'm not familiar. I hadn't seen it. She was in commercials. Oh, I hadn't seen that. But they dropped her. They dropped her ass like a hot potato. And the other thing is I think that um, by many accounts, there's there seems to be pushback related to this assertion that she may be racist or mm-hmm. like transphobia or any of that. It's just more of like she's just a bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> and that she believes her own press and she is she involves herself. Um, and perpetrates mean girl behavior, duh, which is a little bit different and which is kind of funny because she played the nerd on the show. But then like she actually it in real life is a mean girl. Um, but yeah, so uh, this has all been really interesting to me um, again, anthropologically, because it's just another study in this whole concept of people not being Mm self-aware and people you know because maybe she meant what she said about wanting to be a part of the movement as far as george floyd is concerned and everything that's going on with racial injustice but then it took someone else to call her out Mm -hmm. on her own behavior to make her look inward which we've been talking about that and we talked about that um you know, in the special episode that we did, where it's like this is a time where people do need to be introspective, okay, and they need to look into themselves and they need to interrogate their own behavior that may be um, uh, not as positive or as helpful as they as they may Bless think that them. it is. So, you know, I wish her well. I'm gonna say that, and I do hope that you know she learns in this case. Bless that, her heart that the actions have consequences. And, you know, again, considering the fact that she's pregnant, I really hope that she takes this learning, takes this time to actually realize that, you know, she has done something wrong and that she teaches her child, which is even more important, that she teaches her child to be and to do better.
1: So that's what girl bye. <laughs> well that my friend is unfiltered. Yeah, let's move into shuffle. There was Henry a lot. P. There was a lot this week. Lot. So right, you're up first.
0: I am okay. So this was a, a, a little bit of a revelation for me, mm. and um, it is Ro James. He released a, a full album. It's called Mantic. Uh, several of the songs we've already heard. It's yeah. been out for a while, um, but I firmly went into this. Mm. Expecting not to like this album. Oh. You know, I like some of Roe James' things. Some other things leave me a little cold. But I have to say, um, I did get a chance to listen um, to most of the album. I didn't listen to the whole thing, I'm going to be honest. Um, but I did listen to most of it and I actually liked it. I actually appreciated the sexual frankness that oh, was employed that Nasty. Um, in a lot of the tracks, mm, I have to say. Nasty <laughs> It's nothing nasty about it. Sex is very natural. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us do it. And mm. If you're lucky, you're doing it well and doing it often enough to satisfy oh. you. Um, but um, I'd have to say, okay, so my favorite tracks are Powder Room, Intro, which is cute because it's stylized intro is I N T and then capital R O. You see what he did there? Um, touchy feely. I like, and, um, last time as well as Rose. Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite, (laughs) my
1: favorite tracks. And it's, it, this is on repeat, which I, can, oh. I can't blame him am saying that, but it's on repeat. Well, I would say that this is his sophomore album. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of discussion in the industry about what was he going to be able to do because his debut was pretty, like, he had some really strong um, performances mm-hmm. um, on there. And, it you know, it was recognized by a lot of people. So I would say that overall, the singles have been, like, there's he's released prior to this album. He's released, like, singles. Mm-hmm. And it gave us an idea of what the the what the sound was going to be right um but i'd say the overall package of the album is much stronger than just these sound bites of singles mm-hmm. you know i enjoyed the moodiness the darkness it is very um moody. you know there, me Prince there's some heavy like conversation that's happens like in the song excuse me um but i think that overall like it it's I, I'm going to say it's repeat as well. Some of the songs I enjoyed was Too Much, Excuse Me, Rose. Um, obviously, we talked about Plan B. So I think that um, this is a, a really great um, example of new age R&B mm-hmm. that um, you should listen to. And Ro is performing in such a way. So yeah. cheers to that. Yeah. We, didn't we see him? Did he open for... Oh, okay. I thought he opened for someone. Um no, not to my knowledge. Yeah. Why
0: did I think he opened for like Jesse J or somebody? Oh, he did. Yeah. No, he's actually a really good performer. Oh, it was Jesse J. He's super charismatic. Um, he is r- really kind of like sexy. Um but yeah, I, I I again I I I'm glad that we both liked it because again, I went into it thinking, Oh, I'm not gonna like this. Um, but <laughs> the next album <laughs> Mm. So Lady G, Lady Gaga Um, (laughs) Lady G not to be um, confused Confused. with the controversy related to Lindsey Graham Google it Yeah, (laughs)
1: Lady Gaga decided to release an album that is the beginning, the middle, and the end of time (laughs) It is called Chromatic Um, This song just so everyone knows What? What's so funny? That's just funny to me because I agree It's like she's folding time on itself It's like, I was listening to it and I was like, what year is it? Well, I just want everyone to know this album is on a hard shuffle. (laughs) Um, This is a pop album that feels like it was put through the recycling bin and we got back the aluminum foil that we submitted for money. I'll pass. This album is a snooze. Uh, This album here, it feels like we just are shopping at Delia's and <laughs> looking for the latest fashions.
0: Delia's, girl, no, you mean Sam Goody. Bitch, listen,
1: <laughs> number one album, though, and two songs in yes. the top five, so that's yes. good. I'll be looking forward to see what it happens the second week because Chromatic might be... um, Aluminum know, foil. Aluminum foil, yes. you know, so Joanne, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed your time, mm. but this album, there's not even a song on here that I would repeat, so I want you to know This is a hard homosexual pass.
0: (laughs) And you will be one of very few white gays who are passing on this because from what I've seen on social media, the white gays are living for it, which I think a a huge part of um, the uh, pretty... Positive reception within the gay community is because it's a kind of a sense of nostalgia Mm. and it's kind of like a sense of hearkening back to a time when you know Donald Trump wasn't president. But I would have to say that I agree with you, and this is the opposite where I went into it thinking, Oh, I might actually like this. I mean, Lady Gaga is okay, I'm not like a huge fan, but you know, she has good songs here and there. Um, well, boy, was I mistaken. Mm. Um, (laughs) again. I kept, as I'm listening to it, just thinking, this does not sound fresh. This this does not sound new. This it does, does like not sound album. innovative. This does not sound like something that I would expect from an artist, um, you know, from any artist, to be perfectly honest, in this particular year. Um, and I kept thinking, okay, well, maybe it will get better. I would say that as far as favorite tracks, just because I don't really like like the whole album... Rain on me is okay. It's, it's again, it's nothing innovative, mm-hmm. um, you know. And that's the song with Lady Gaga and um, with Ariana Grande. And the first song that that stupid love song that she did, it was okay. But other than that, this album is utter garbage. And it's it's not. This is not. I've said before. This is not even on shuffle. It's on pause.
1: Bitch, it's on, it's on
0: pause. Me. Never to be revisited.
1: Listen. I just don't even need her. I don't need her. I don't see her. I'm not here for her. Okay, well, someone we, I think, are both
0: here for. We haven't really talked about it, but... Timar who, if you don't know, Tmar is um, a fairly new artist. She actually had—I don't know if it was an EP. She had, a lot, you know, a few songs that were out already. Um, Jay actually was into her. I, I want to say this was like over a year ago, maybe a mm. couple of years ago at this point. No, it was about. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. Um, with her songs that she had that were kind of making arounds. Well, she's more recently we've talked about her hooking up with um, Issa Rae and Issa Rae's Radio, um, which is a label. Um, and I, her album is actually called Before I Spill Myself, um, which is pretty cute. You know, TMR Um, And I had a moment to listen, and I have to say I'm obsessed. So I already was, well, but let me go back.
1: When Tell me.
0: Jay actually brought her to my attention before with her songs that she already had out, I listened to them. I was like, oh, well, that's cute. You know, and I just I put her in the cute category, but her more recent music I've really been into. And after listening to the album and the project itself, I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. Kudos to her. She is the shit. I'm going to tell you, again, there's a sexual frankness that is, you know, a thread throughout yeah, this particular you need, album. You need to take a nap. <laughs> that had, I'm going to tell you, it draws me in. And then it's not just a sexual frankness, but it's that sexual frankness coupled with very, very um, great songwriting and lyricism. So, you know, my fave tracks are Chasing Amy um doing it wrong which was pretty hilarious because it's basically like she's you know they're fucking and she's telling him that he's doing it wrong and she's trying to tell him how to do it right um and one job so those are my favorites this is on repeat and when
1: i say on repeat i mean like on repeat like over and over again you are nasty this week so (laughs) overall i feel like this was a really great introduction to her as an artist people that are just starting to discover her you know, hoary heart. I really enjoyed when i heard it about yes, a year that ago. The first one, kind of love, is another song I really like it with D Smoke, Tick with Sir, I'm that with Rhapsody. She had really solid um, features on this this new this body of work. Obviously, all the singles I enjoy. She also worked with some people, some female producers, um, and many of them are new. Easter um, Ray was an executive producer on every track. Nice. Um wait, so even our th- tracks are already out. Mm-hmm.
0: That's weird.
1: Okay. So I'm this song repeat. This has been on repeat. This will be on repeat. I listened to it since it's come out and I will continue. So cheers to that.
0: Agreed. And just to be clear, tmar is spelled T is in Tom. E is in Edward. A is an apple. M as in Mary. A is an apple. And then there are three R's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so (laughs) Timar. Well,
1: someone that decided to come out from Rise Up fame, she, Andre Day, decided to release a new song. She
0: feels like a recluse to me. Like, where has she been?
1: She has been cashing checks. But I mean, she is worth $4 million, has one album and one song that will not go away. Rise Up came out in 2015. And Rise Up's it, a good song, no, though. And it, it came out in 2015, was <laughs> Grammy-nominated, and has been out in these streets yes. since Trump has been elected. All the commercials um, everywhere. She is making her money off of streams and yes. off of remakes and, re- and covers. So I'm cheers publishing, to that. Girl, publishing. But we need an album, sis. We need an album. What I can say through my research is that I actually found... like The song overall, it's called Make Your Troubles Go Away. It's also another timely song that will... Probably be another continuation in five years of Rise Up. Will it? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to say that for her pockets and I'm, for my ears. I'm doubtful. um But proceeds from the song will be donated to give directly, which supports vulnerable families in need of COVID nineteen pandemic. You know, she also was in an upcoming biopic. She was casted as Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. We talked um, about that, I and it's called The recently. United States Sources. Billie Holiday, Lee Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, directed. So I'm really, really really looking forward to that. It doesn't have a date yet. But um, Boosby is the d- producer. And he's worked with Pink, Marin Morris, um, Florida Georgia Line. So he's been in these streets. They've been on these in these streets um, mm-hmm. working with big artists. Right. And but Andres. what do you think about the song? I'm giving them facts and then I'm going to tell them. Mm-hmm. This is a song that I would repeat just for the cause. Okay. Is it? Are the proceeds going somewhere? I said that to oh, they vulnerable are? families. Oh, bitch! I was for not. COVID-19. I don't know how I didn't
0: hear that. Oh damn it! Why? Um, because I was gonna say on shuffle. So on repeat, if you want to give to the cause or you could, you know, if you have the means, go ahead and just give money to a good cause. Um, I appreciate the effort here, but this is not personally for me what I need at this time. I was actually pretty bored by it. So, again, um, I'm going to split the middle on this one and say on shuffle if you're wanting to hear something that you like. Um, on repeat if you're wanting um, proceeds to go to a good cause alright and moving on to the last song and shuffle and repeat absolute same criticism which is Jordan Sparks unknown I'm a huge Jordan Sparks fan I want to start there because I actually really like her did not like her first album it was too bubblegum too pop it wasn't cute but her second album um, was actually amazing Um, And that's when I I became a fan. Um, But again, this isn't it for me.
1: And this particular song, again, Unknown, is on shuffle. I would say this is on repeat for me. So Jordan Sparks... You know, she gave us a little gospel tease, a little vocal. Mm-hmm. You know, she has an EP coming out at the end of June. Oh, I want for that. Let me give you some interest in my voice. She's the youngest person ever to win American Idol. Mm-hmm. Still to this date. She said, I'm going to give you gospel inspiration in this yes. ballad, honey. <laughs> and she commanded it by saying, I know I can't do this alone. Can you see me through the unknown, honey? And the gospel <laughs> writer knows, said, honey? Hallelujah. I enjoyed it so she obviously said that the song um, transformed into something bigger than what they anticipated obviously with the um, death of George Floyd on May 25th so in the protest it was already a song and it has morphed into something bigger so Jordan here for it and you know what girl I'm just glad you're able to walk after having time with Jason Derulo you know what (sighs)
0: we haven't talked about all his the unknown honey you know what we need to add that to the um because the unknown the is unknown can we can that, we add that to the live but
1: listen the unknown is because he's been do, he's been doing a lot okay I praise actually, god
0: i actually don't think that praise he's,
1: god in the i don't saints. think it's
0: as impressive as he would like all of us to think but that's fine um so no i like that you like it the one thing i can say is that even though i'm not super into this or here for this particular song, it is already going in a better direction than her um, third, I don't know if it was her third album or if it was considered to be an EP or whatever that last thing is that she did um, which I appreciated that it was R&B but it just really was not for me so if this is the direction that we're going in moving forward, I actually am intrigued to to mm, get this, this new good. EP from her Alright, so that is Shuffle and Repeat and we will now move into um, political realness um, I was thinking about you know what can we add to the pod that would be kind of like a weekly addition to and information regarding the movement that's going on and I was thinking about it and I was like well we already have political realness and mm-hmm. this really is a political issue yes, ma'am. the movement so I think the difference is that at least until we get into a, a, a time frame where we're really talking about the election mm-hmm. what we'll use this particular space for is really talking about the different things that are going on within the movement mm-hmm. so like you know just to to be transparent so the thing that really, has kind of caught the attention of the zeitgeist in this particular week related to politics. And the movement would be this whole idea of defunding the police. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is a a new concept for most. It was a new concept for me. I didn't really understand what that meant. So I think that this is a really good opportunity for us to talk about it. So Mm -hmm. to be clear, the call to defund police um, is actually related to a diversion or redirection of of funds. Um, so for years, community groups have been advocating for defunding law enforcement, which really, again, is a reallocation of funds. So you're diverting funds away from police and um, from the um, prison industrial complex and then reinvesting those funds in community services, which when you say it that way, it makes a lot more sense than it just kind of like oh defunding the police where I think for a lot of white people what when oh, you say sh- defunding the police they're like what do you mean like there's not going to be any more police how will we be safe who will be policing the streets who will save me from the big, big bad black people okay so that is uh. not what defunding the police actually means it really is a reallocation of resources mm-hmm. um, away the police from, will still be funded they will be Um, but just not to the level and degree that they are um, in the current climate. Um, So the basic principle is that government budgets and public safety spending should actually um, be reprioritized or should reprioritize housing, employment, community health, education, and other programs Mm -hmm. instead of going to, um, you know these police departments um, that you see throughout the country. So you know the people who are advocating advocating for this um, are really arguing that the best way forward for us all, considering that you know what we've seen is that policing and Prisons are really not helping there the issue go. of crime and, you know, these other, you know, really hot button issues and topics in this country. That if we actually reallocated those funds to programs that would help at a grassroots level, mm-hmm. that you already will see a decrease in crime and, and other things organically. Exactly. Um So it really makes sense. What do you think about? I mean, it just at the
1: end of the day, it just is an example of that. If you put money in things that ultimately are for the betterment of the community, the community will change. Mm -hmm. And like education, access, healthcare, all of these things are important, and many people take them for granted, especially in communities that are more, more affluent. Say it. So if you if you have more money in communities that are not. Um, simple things like a grocery store will will be allow for peop- the community to be healthy, mm-hmm. to be safe, mm-hmm. and we cannot enforce police, or we cannot believe we cannot continue to think police is is our gateway to safety, because it is shown in action of one or many. Because I'm going to say one or many police officers have shown us that. They cannot be trusted in communities that are that are of minorities. Mm-hmm.
0: And not only that, like not even just. I think the part of this that gets lost is that it's not even just an. It's not even just within the realm of this idea of safety. It it what the conversation that we should be having is about access.
1: Yeah, there's psychological safety. Yeah, there, there
0: should be a there should be a conversation about access within communities that have been disenfranchised because. The reason that you have crime in, you know, the hood, because that's how we always want to refer to it, or the ghetto, is because these are communities that have been left behind. These are communities that don't have access to your point to quality food um, through grocery stores. These are neighborhoods that don't have access to quality health care because they don't have urgent care facilities that you can just pop into whenever you want or doctor's offices. These are communities that don't have access to basic human needs. Mm-hmm. And then when you have a community that has been left behind, then yes, you are going to see more crime in that particular area. Exactly. And it's just, it, it, it baffles my mind when people You know, they don't get it. But I think that part of the reason why they don't get it is because you're not having the right conversation.
1: And they say, oh, well, you're cutting the budget by 25%. How are we going to educate the police officers to be better with the money you already have? Yeah. If your budget (laughs) is 300 million and 25% you do the math boo
0: and let's not even we're not even talking about the fact that a lot of those funds are going to the militarization
1: mm-hmm.
0: of police forces
1: when you see those tanks and that body armor that's where that money is going so if you have a problem with the defunding of police you are a problem so yeah lean into and that. educate yourself it's it's all about education
0: i'm so big on that mm, google you love a good google use the google okay <laughs> you and love google. check your sources be sure that you're going to different sources because
1: listen you google the newest restaurant why can't you google the why tell them so
0: you know just to be clear about the spending that happens in this country um for policing in most cities spending on police um, is significantly greater than spending on services um and other departments 1.8 billion dollars in los angeles for example which 1. is more than Jesus. half the city's general fund. So just think about that. Let's put that into to some context. $1.8 billion in funding on police in Los Angeles. That is one city mm. in the 50 states that make up America. So you know, another interesting thing that I think you may have seen um, or maybe hearing lately centers around this um, the supposed origin of police forces as a mechanism of um, preserving slavery. Mm, so this mm-hmm. is back in the day, and I actually had to educate myself on this, which I didn't know. I didn't either because that's another reason that people are saying policing didn't even start out as something that we should you know really be supporting at this point. Um, and it is true. Um, That in the South, the economics that drove the creation of police forces were centered on preservation of the slavery Mm. system. Some of the primary policing institutions um, were actually slave patrols. And these patrols, their function was chasing down runaways. And when we say runaways, we're talking about runaway slaves and prevent and preventing slave revolts. Mm. Um, and when you think about that, how crazy is that? The first formal slave patrol had been created in um, the Carolina colonies in 1704. And mm-hmm. during the Civil War, the military became the primary form of law enforcement in the South. But during Reconstruction, many local sheriffs functioned in a way analogous to these earlier slave patrols, enforcing segregation and the disenfranchisement of freed slaves. Wow! So you know it's just an interesting Ooh, the history of it all. Yeah, and you know I talked about you know again I, I keep bringing it up. If you haven't listened, go on, go out and listen to our special episode enough um, because historical context matters. Historical context is extremely important. Historical context is what prevents us from repeating repeating the mistakes history. of the past. Okay. Mistakes, not just history, but mistakes of the past. All right. Another important thing that I did want to go over um, uh, in the context of what's going on right now is that you may have heard the president talking about the unemployment rate. You know, oh, they girl. had thought that the employment, unemployment rate was going to get to a certain percentage, but it actually dropped. But then there are also some questions about the numbers that they use for that. I'll let you go out and Google that. But what I want you to know um, is that black unemployment has actually hit its highest rate in a decade mm. this month um, or last month, actually, in May. In May. So despite um, an economy-wide reduction in unemployment in um, you know May, March, April, and then through um, May and then the beginning of June, um, black unemployment... Is at highs. Mm.
1: So for black oh, workers,
0: the May unemployment rate was 16.8%, a slight uptick from the 16.7% 16. unemployment um rate mm. um in April. And this is according to numbers from BLS. So black unemployment in May represented the highest rate in more than a decade according to an analysis of BLS's records. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, don't believe the hype. The president had the fucking, uh, you know, unmitigated audacity to come mm-hmm. out and say that George Floyd is looking down from heaven Girl. and heralding these unemployment numbers. He
1: must have called that um, Holy Ghost when he went to the to the church. He didn't catch no Holy
0: Ghost. He called the devil.
1: Okay. The devil I just want to know, like, here. I think people also need to realize is like, Unemployment rates is just one piece of the of the report because just because someone's not unemployed does not mean that they are making money to survive, like they enough, are, money, enough, money enough, enough money enough yeah. money to survive. Yeah. So yeah. people and may, it also doesn't take into account that they may have two or three jobs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the unemployment rate might be lower, but what at what cost? Right. You so
0: know. I think that you're right that there are. You know that's just one lever, and that you really need to peel back and and dig deeper into that to really see what's going on in the economy. Because unemployment
1: might, might be down, but the. You know, the average income is also down. Yeah. Exactly. Or the average job is one point two five right. versus last year was one. Right. Whatever these details are, these that tells the holistic story. And You're Donnie exactly just right. loves the headline. Right. And Donnie is trash watching Law and Law and Order S V O.
0: And then also, you know, to the point that I'm making, parsing it out and saying, Okay, well, overall it may look a certain way, but if we actually dig deeper, how does it look for different racial groups? Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep your eyes open, folks.
1: Eyes and ears. Yes.
0: Last thing I want to mention is just something that's petty that I actually really got a kick out of, which is, if you haven't heard, there has been a Black Lives Matter mural that's been painted on a D.C. road, which is a D.C. road that I believe um, leads directly to to the the White uh House. It's very large and actually can be seen from space. Mm -hmm. So Planet Labs, (laughs) their images clearly show that this bright yellow message of Black Lives Matter, um, again, is actually um, visible from space. So yes. the mayor, Muriel Bowser, or Bowser, I'm sorry, commissioned the mural, which spans two blocks of 16th Street, as protests across the nation and the globe continue. Um, you know, and they've also taken, I think, a section of the street and renamed it. Black Lives Matter Plaza. Yes. And it's complete with a new street sign. And I have to say that for me, this is a moment.
1: So it's his own brand for you.
0: Now, to be clear and in deference and respect to the actual Black Lives Matter movement, the Black Lives Matter global network has actually criticized it for a reason that we've discussed in recent weeks, which is for it being quote unquote performative, Um, And what they said is that this is a performative distraction from real policy changes. Bowser has consistently been on the wrong side of um, Black Lives Matter D.C. history. Um, And this is to appease white liberals while ignoring our demands. Black Lives Matter means defund the police. Mm. So. It, it, it sounds like they're wanting to make it clear that there are things that they're wanting that are not happening in the face of this. But for me personally, and again, in my own humble opinion,
1: Ooh, it feels own little corner. It
0: feels almost directly aimed at the president. President, shit for brains. um, And the pettiness of this just warms my heart.
1: Hmm. Cheers to that. What do you think? I said what I thought while we were having a conversation, bitch. Okay. It's petty, but I enjoy it. <laughs> To be clear. <laughs> Good God almighty. <laughs> all
0: right. So I don't know. Should we do a word of the week? this? Yeah. Week?
1: What's the word of the week? I the don't know. Segment. I mean. Uh, Today, please. Well. All right. Fine.
0: We'll do a word of the week this week. And because there are a couple of words that I actually did write down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the one that I'm actually going to choose is. Umbridge, because I don't think I've used umbridge. It, no, it tell, gets me hard for me. tell me the T. It gets the hard word? for me to keep track. In what's, these days. what's the word? Okay, so it's umbridge. It's spelled uh, maybe I did use this one though.
1: Are you sure? No, you didn't, babe.
0: Umbridge, U as an umbrella, M as in Mary, B as in boy, R, A as an apple, G as in George, E as in Edward. Mm. Okay. So a feeling of pique or resentment at some often fancied slight or insult. Umbridge. And I know I said someone took umbrage to something. I can't remember what it was. But Well,
1: I took umbrage to Trina and her remarks <laughs> on her Today Show.
0: I think it might have been Boyega where I was saying people took umbrage to him using profanity or whatever, but th- okay. So that is this week's show. We yes. want to thank you all for joining. It us. was juicy. It was packed. It was filled with it lots was, of information, and I hope that you filled. enjoyed it over like the hour minutes. Remember the bubblicious, and you remember the we bubblicious? Gave girl.
1: You remember the bubblicious that had the stuff. Once you pop, you just can't stop. It was like that, mm, girl.
0: Okay. And we want to remind you <laughs> to um, continue to tell a friend and tell a friend about what we're doing here. We're hoping that, um, you know, what we're doing is helping to move the movement forward in our own way. Happy hundred episode. To talking so. to you next week. Bye, yeah. Felicia. Happy hundred episode. <laughs>